And what really resonated with me is how your brain can't tell the difference between when you visualize something and when you actually do it. Do you think you have to believe it, that outcome, that result, that possibility in order to see it? Or do you think that you can just see it first and then the belief comes after? Okay, a three, two, one. Three, two, oh no, you're the one who counts us in. I don't know why I jumped in today. You're extra excited. Um, okay, three, two, one. Hey friends, it's Nicole and Kate, your girls from across the globe, Sydney, Australia, and Puerto Rico to be exact, and we're so excited to be sharing this time with you. Get ready for a candid convo with us, Nicole and Kate. Throughout this podcast, we'll be sharing our own experiences and thoughts in the hopes that you realize that one, you're not alone, and two, that open and honest convos can lead to awesome discoveries, shifts in perspectives, and energy to move ahead with confidence. Because that's what real friends do. They provide love, support, and space for one another to share without judgment, speak without hesitation, and to learn from each other, even when we don't agree. And with that, let's dive in. I saw you do a little shimmy and little I know. dance move. I was, I was ready to like bring something to the table because you've always got your beautiful swan dive. So <laughs> Gus even perked up when, when we dove in. <laughs> is Gus there with you today? Oh, Gus is here. And there's dogs barking in the neighborhood. So he's got his head wrapped around the curtain so he can see out and see what's going on. Wants to be included. <laughs> Gus. Ooh, well, I'm excited for today's episode, which is going to be about visioning, and we might tap into a little manifestation here and there. Um, but as we were kind of preparing for this episode, we thought, what better way to kick it off than with a real life experience of visioning? So up top, we will say visioning is defined as the development of a plan, goal, or vision for the future. And why I believe it's so powerful is because, again, I've seen it work wonders in my own life over and over again. I remember experiencing visioning for the first time after speaking on stage. Now, I have to admit, before I did my first talk, I held on to so much fear and anxiety about being on stage, about messing something up, going over my time, not remembering something that I wanted to share. Anyone who has spoken in front of any number of people, I'm sure can totally relate to this. So the next time I was preparing for a stage talk, so the second time that I spoke on stage, weeks ahead of time, I started visioning what my time on stage would be like. Now, to be honest, I don't remember how I started, get, got into that. Uh, I was working with a speaking coach, so it might have been a recommendation on her part. I really don't remember exactly why I started doing it, but I would sit and kind of daydream almost about how the room would look that I was going to be speaking in, the way I would open my talk up. Um, you know, am I going to tell like a joke? Am I going to, you know, give a shout out to like the people or the place that I'm at? Um, and I could actually start to see and hear the people in the room, their energy, their reactions to what I was presenting. And I also started to feel my own energy and excitement and confidence around being on stage. So I would replay this over and over and over in my mind leading up to my talk. 
And the second time I got on stage, it worked. <laughs> so I kept doing it. And by visioning exactly how I wanted my time on stage to flow, I was able to make it a reality. I could literally plan for things that, um, you know, show up that aren't what I want to ha have happen. And I can also practice those things that I do want to happen. So I just thought this was so incredible. It's like I uncovered this secret that not many people knew about. And ever since I've been totally hooked. I vision the future of so many things in my life right now. Trips that I'll take, launches that I'm going to be a part of. And most recently, I do this a lot, I vision what our wedding weekend's going to be like, the guests that are going to be there, the interactions that we'll have, what the weather's going to be like, how John and I are going to be together. And so, wow, I just, I really can't say enough about visioning. And <laughs> as you can tell, um, but Nicole, okay, I have shared how visioning came into my life and kind of, you know, it from my perspective and Again, I can definitely see how this topic can and is closely related to manifestation as well. So have you had a similar experience with visioning? I have, and I love your passion for this topic. I'm <laughs> really, really excited. I don't know if it's the caffeine, but I am very excited <laughs> on top of my caffeinated state to talk about this. Um, I have had a very similar experience and it wasn't that long ago. So in 2020, I had a hysterectomy, as I've shared before on the podcast. And in the two week lead up to the surgery, I, that's when I practice a lot of uh, visioning. I mm. didn't actually have a name for it. And it's funny when you were talking and sharing your story, you mentioned the word daydreaming. And I really feel that's the closest experience probably when you don't know or you don't have a definition or an awareness that, oh, what I'm doing right now is practicing visioning. It may just look like daydreaming or it may just mm -hmm. manifest itself as yeah daydreaming. So I think up until that point, I wasn't aware what visioning was, or if you said the word manifesting, I think I would have felt, oh, that's a very woo woo thing. I don't do that. But it also changed my life because in that lead up to that surgery, I was seeing a naturopath as well as, you know, seeing my surgeon and my doctor, right? I believe in, you know, a combination of traditional medicine and holistic medicine. So I've been seeing, I had been seeing um, Emma, who's my naturopath, who's awesome. She's helped me so much. And she knew how nervous I was about this surgery because I was obviously sharing with her that this is... yeah coming up and she she shared with me she sent me an email one day after I'd seen her and it had a link to a guided meditation like an audio library with all these different types of meditations it was called uh, health journeys and there was one specifically for preparing for surgery oh wow yeah uh, how helpful I know and if you read the reviews um you'd realize how many people found this to be super helpful and the reviews are just incredible. Um, and so I was looking through this library and I was like, Oh, okay, this is very interesting. Um, there was, there's all these different categories. And so I ended up downloading the app and playing this 
guided meditation. It's called guided meditation to promote successful surgery for about two weeks. I played it twice a day and it's this meditation with this uh, woman. I don't know if she's a doctor. She might be a doctor, uh, Belle Ruth Napasak. And she takes you through as though you're the onlooker on the day that you're going into mm. surgery. There's music and it's very soothing. And she walks you through the sounds that you hear, the doctors that you'll see and how confident you feel and how well your body's responding during the surgery. And honestly, it really helped me. It really helped me. And I could see why people who left all these reviews said how much it had helped them in their you know, preparation for the surgery and then as well mm. in the post, post-op post and the healing. A lot of people had said, like, I healed a lot faster. Uh, the surgery went really well. They had maybe other examples to compare it to. I hadn't. But in all honesty, I felt really good on the day. I felt really confident. I felt not I, – I wasn't nervous on the day. And I can say, fortunately, that my recovery was really great and quite fast um, and probably better than I expected. And so that was my first experience of a very clear process to see yourself with all the details. Like you talked about when you were sharing that being on stage, seeing yourself, you know, the things, the words that you would say, the reactions from people, they're very detailed um, moments in that, you know, that you're imagining. Um, and so that was my first experience. Yeah. Wow. I love that. Like, I mean, how incredible is this that we have access to these tools? And I think that was like one of the biggest things for me when I, you know, realized that visioning existed is like, <laughs> how could people not be accessing this? Because, well, maybe you are and you just don't know it to both mm -hmm. of our points, you know, maybe you think like, oh, I'm just daydreaming about something. But I also think it's super interesting that you mentioned and the one that you were listening to, that it was almost like I never looked at it like this before. But now that you say it, it is almost like you're there, but you're a bystander mm. or you're you're seeing it. And you see yourself, but you are not you. <laughs> yeah. So there's like this um, detachment from it, which I think, let's say in the case of being preparing for surgery, by seeing yourself from a distance, I think it probably helps. There might be a science behind it. I'm not sure, but it probably helps to alleviate the fears and the chatter and the anxiety because it's like it's happening to somebody else and it's not happening yes. to you. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's how it works. But I found that really interesting too. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I mean, it makes so much sense, right? There's what's at stake for you if it's actually you on stage or having surgery is much different than you just standing there and, and kind of playing it out, right? Yeah, observing and someone else. Observing, it's almost someone else. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I, also, I mean, when you, were think, when you were talking about it in respect to surgery, and I feel like this would go for anything, your ability to go into time on stage into a surgery, um, any number of things with a positive attitude, I have zero doubts makes 
all the difference. Um, because your attitude, how you're carrying yourself and what you're giving off when you go into something like that drastically is going to, you know, steer what happens next. And I, I feel like, you know, we we talked a lot about this, like in the mindset episode, and this kind of all ties together, right? But having the confidence and, and a positive outlook on what's about to happen versus going into something and thinking like, what if something goes wrong? I'm so scared yes. about this. Um, I, and having all this fear and anxiety, like that's not going to help the situation for sure, right? Exactly. And I remember, I mean, it was two years ago now, no, not two years, but it was in 2020. So it's been a while since I listened to that. But because I listened to, I listened to it so many times, a lot of the a lot of her phrases are kind of stuck in my head. And one of them was um, referring to the capable hands of the doctor. Um, and I remember thinking, that's an interesting way to put it because a lot of those fears probably around surgery are like, what if they stuff up? What if something goes wrong? What if they don't do the th- their job right yeah and so there's a lot of emphasis on the the expertise and the capability of those who are you know performing the surgery which again helps to just have that confidence and when and what I was remembering was when I that morning when I was already when I was in, in the operating bed and the surgeon came just before I was about to be wheeled into theater and before the anesthetist was going was going to come in he was really surprised. I remember his face looking at me saying, oh, you seem really happy and peppy. And, and I, I was like, yeah, we're all good, right? <laughs> like, it's going to go fine, right? And I remember his look of surprise. But tying into what you're saying is that you impart and that confidence to those around you. Sure. And I think that has an impact as well. Um, yeah. Ooh, I get chills talking about this kind of stuff. (laughs) It it was really, it was really powerful. And I remember thinking too, when I started listening to these meditations and some of the audio, um, just a listing of affirmations. So they just, when I first looked through the catalog, I was like, oh, this is a little bit weird. This is a bit woo woo wee. Um, Again, just that judgment. I don't know where that came from because it just, this was like life changing and so as soon as like I started getting into it, I, I told Omar about it and he shared with me, well, athletes do this all the time. He, you know, mm. he played college basketball. One of their, part of their drills are to actually see the ball go through the, yes. the hoop, the net, um, before you actually even take the shot. And this is very common practice. And I'm, and I could see that and I haven't had that experience playing sports, but apparently the visualization of um, the game the night before, say a big game, he was telling me that the players will actually play out the game in their head from start mm. to finish. So mm. it's not as weird or as woo woo as I thought. And I'm so glad I embraced it. And I, every opportunity I have to share this site and we'll, We'll link up to it in the show notes. Uh, you know, I, I want to tell people because it's it's hugely impactful and it was so comforting, so comforting. And like you said, there's it's amazing that we have these resources out there now. It's just a matter of, of finding them. It's a matter of having these conversations where because I shared with my naturopath how 
you know, fearful I was, she's obviously got a ton of resources and she's here. Listen to this. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And now we get to share them too, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. So we'll have like everything that we talk about today. If it's a a meditation app or resource, like I've used Headspace a lot. It's Mm -hmm. the meditation app that I've used. Um, We'll link this all up in the notes for you guys so that if you're interested in checking it out or um, have something coming up that you feel like this would be helpful for, you can check it out. Um, but Nicole, okay, so this is incredible about the surgery. Um, and, and the, you know, you're being, like you said, you were, you were advocating for yourself by having this naturopath to help you as well, by being open and vulnerable about talking about some of your, um, you know, concerns or fears or just what was going through your head, which I think is a a big part of it, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you're not willing to advocate for yourself and be able to share that, then people can't help you. Um, so that's amazing. Right. Um, but so you discovered this, you had this incredible experience. And then like, do you feel like it's something that you put into practice in other areas of your life now too, now that you have this experience where you're like, okay, I know that visioning exists or daydreaming or (laughs) manifestation, whatever you want to call it. I know that it's there. Um, have you seen this play out in other areas of your life or in your business or? Oh, I wonder if I've done it as consciously as this example. Well, when I started reading The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, and one of his uh, recommendations as part of The Miracle Morning is to visualize. It's part of his savers. So the meditation, affirmations, visualization, exercise, reading, and journaling. Those are the, the five five or six um, elements of the Miracle Morning. I'm going to count S-A-V. Um, and, and so so visualization is there. Um, and I think I have have as part of my list, you know, imagined uh, the business. I can't think actually of anything as concrete as this. Do you, I, I mean, I was kind of thinking, because we've had so many conversations about this and I know that it's like such a huge part of both of our lives is like health and fitness. And I know that you've, you know, tried a lot of different things. Like you were super into orange theory and you've got your yoga classes and you have like all these incredible workout avenues Mm -hmm. that you've explored. And I know for me, like you, you had mentioned sports, but there's even times when before I started like lifting weights as an example, I'm like, okay, if I, if I hire a personal trainer, cause I'm a huge cardio person, I'm not so much Mm -hmm. a weights person, not on my own anyways, but I'm like, how can I become a weights person? I can hire somebody that teaches me how to do the weights and Mm -hmm. that will actually get online with me and like show me what to do and tell me what to do more importantly. Um, And so I hired a virtual trainer and I love working with him so much two times a week. Now I lift weights with him and my, my fitness overall, I feel so much better about it because I think we might've talked about this uh, in another episode, very long story short, John and I, were on a cruise once and leave it to us on a cruise to do this but we did like this whole health assessment like a 360 health assessment and one of the like huge things on my report was my lack of muscle mass and so that was like one of the huge recommendations Mm -hmm. is like for overall fitness you given your 
height, weight, everything, age, you should have more muscle mm. in your body. Yep. So that's why I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. Um, and I remember when I started working with him, his name's Jeff, he's incredible. Um, every Tuesday morning and Thursday morning, we get online together, we jump on Zoom, he walks me through a workout, we chat, we catch up. It's a fun half hour, which makes it even that much better. But I started visioning like, how my health and my fitness would be improved when I start lifting weights and when I do this. Mm. And, and it being something that I never have really loved previously, I felt like maybe that could help me like really get on board with this. And again, Jeff is great. He makes it fun. So it's like easy now. But when I was very first starting, I feel like to get from a place where I didn't like lifting weights and I didn't have any program or plan in place to do it, to like actually taking the steps to find Jeff, to hire Jeff, to start working with Jeff. And like that, I kind of feel like I, I vision that to reality in some ways because, you know, there, I, it, it's not like it just popped into my lap one day. Like there's a lot of things I had to do to make that happen. So have you experienced at all maybe with like health and fitness? Well, I think what I have experienced is probably at a subconscious level, given that I now have that mindset where I believe that if I want to achieve something, if a situation is going to have a more successful outcome, I have to first think about it, visualize it, believe it. Mm. It probably happens more on a subconscious level. Yeah. Like the meditation that was given to me that I was listening to pre-surgery was very scripted and here it is. And this is for a very specific reason but perhaps I'm struggling to come up with examples because I think I probably do it in general. And health and mm -hmm. fitness is a good one because like you with my PT, Zach, who's awesome, I didn't like lifting weights. And mm -hmm. the first, you know, workouts, the weights were quite low. But just recently I've graduated to the point where I had to buy a whole new set of weights because I've actually Ooh. gotten I know. That was like, wow. I've, you go, girl. I know, I got stronger. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't lift the whole four plates from the store to the car. I got Omar to help me because they were really that heavy. But individually, I can I can lift them at home. Uh, but it was like a moment. It was like a milestone. And I think that was only able to happen because I was very intentional about the goals that I had set with him, the destined, like where I wanted to end up as a result at the end of, you know, working with him. So I think it's like a, th a thing that plays out subconsciously, probably constantly yeah, on a day-to-day. -day. But what you just shared speaks true to the fact that no matter whether you really believe that this is possible, visioning, manifesting, whatever your thoughts around it are, if you think about it, if we reduce it to an example like seeing yourself in a city that you want to travel to. So for example, if you have never thought about the city of Rome, if you've never thought about traveling, arriving in Rome, walking through the cobblestone streets, uh, getting a gelato and throwing a coin in the Trevi fountain, if you've never imagined that, thought about it, how likely is it that you would ever end up actually visiting the city of Rome? Mm. It's probably really unlikely because it really does start with that thought, that vision, that daydreaming, yeah. uh, that seeing yourself in that situation. So I think if you think about it that way, it's 
it makes so much sense that the reverse is is true that as soon as you start Mm -hmm. to imagine all of that playing out then like you said you're likely to take those steps book a call do some research in your example with the health with um you know your your pt you realize oh i i need this i need more muscle mass in my body so what am i going to do so that's already playing out in your mind so you're going to take the Mm -hmm. steps to find somebody who can help you then you're going to buy the weights then you're going to actually show up and do the training and then you're going to stick with it because it's something that you've already imagined thought about so does that make sense like if you don't absolutely yeah because i think like your point about like having it's almost like setting goals, right? Like you see where you want to end up, whether that be at the Trevi Fountain <laughs> or at the finish line of a marathon, because I've done this a lot with my training for runs too. I imagine starting that day. I imagine what I'm going to feel like and what's going to be around me at like mile eight <laughs> and, you know, on and on and on. Um, and and I think that, that if you would rather or if it's easier to think about it as like setting a goal and then bringing yourself to that goal but in the process of bringing yourself to that goal you have to actually see how to get there and Mm -hmm. and what it's like when you're there because that gives it that deeper meaning and that deeper purpose and that and gives you that deeper drive to get there because you can actually see it and you want it Mm -hmm. and yeah absolutely Oh, so good. You know, this actually kind of reminds me too of this was back in 2017. Um, Chris Ducker Mm -hmm. hosted a conference, his first annual Youpreneur Summit, and now he's hosted several of them. Such an incredible event in the center of London one of my favorite places ever. Um, And we attended in 2017, John spoke on stage and um, another speaker who was there is Carrie Green. And um, she's this incredible, confident, amazing woman. She, her uh, business and website is Female Entrepreneur Association. And her talk was called How to Condition Yourself for Success. And it was really interesting to like hear it from someone else's perspective and from somebody who's actually like studied this. And again, she shared a couple of stories of like how this has played out in her life. And I'm going to share a link. Chris actually published on his podcast her talk at that summit. So I highly recommend listening to it. She's a really great speaker. And and again, she shares some really incredible stories of how this has played out in her life. But she really talked about and, and what really resonated with me is how your brain can't tell the difference between when you visualize something and when you actually do it. Wow. And yeah, isn't that, I mean, and this is like, scientific research like there there's a ton out there on this scientifically that they've like measured your brain and the way that you react to visualizing something versus actually doing something your brain can't tell the difference between that so that really speaks to how powerful it is to visualize something because in your mind you're actually doing that mm-hmm. already and again this goes back to the the confidence factor um you know, the positivity factor, going into something feeling like I can do this versus like, I don't know if I can Mm. do this. And it really all comes together 
to like you can train your brain for success by visualizing what it is that you want. And that's in business, that's in life, that's in your travel, your travels, in your surgeries, in your workouts, in your marathons, like anything and everything. Um, but that was just like, ooh, I got so excited listening to her talk about that because I'm like, dang, this how exciting is that? Yeah. To learn something like that. Well, yeah, I definitely want to check this out because I I had not heard of her. So thank you for sharing that. Do you think you have to believe it, that outcome, that result, that possibility in order to see it? Or do you think that you can just see it first and then the belief comes after? Ooh, it's a great cue. I guess I would say the latter, that you can see it and then believing it comes with continued visualization Mm -hmm. and, you know, practicing that, um, surrounding yourself with people who are supporting you, who have great resources for you. Because I'm just thinking about someone who needs to make that leap into Maybe they want to make a change or even if it's just as simple as I've always wanted to travel, I've always wanted to go to Italy. Let's just keep with the Italy example and the Rome example. But they may not think it's possible because of whatever reasons, their situation in life or whatever the reason is. And so if they start to visualize it, does it render the possibility more accessible. I think that that is absolutely the case because like you use this example and it just brings me right back to um, the my own experience that I shared within the last couple of episodes of back in 2014 when I was like, I'm, I'm never gonna, or well, it wasn't in 2014 that I believed this, but prior to 2014, I believed like, I'm never gonna get to Europe. I don't have the money. I don't have the time off from work. Like, when am I ever, I I don't, I can't picture a time when I will actually be able to do this because everything in my life right now is showing me that I can't. There are too many roadblocks. And that I started visioning like what that trip would be like and where I would go and how I'd get there. And, you know, it took a couple of years, it took a lot of work, it took a lot of planning and preparation, but that's everything that we've kind of been talking about is necessary for this equation, Mm -hmm. right? You have the thing, or you maybe are just starting to envision the thing, but then, you know, it's not like it just happens overnight because you thought about it once. Exactly, (laughs) and that's what I think maybe this whole uh, topic gets misunderstood as I'm just going to sit in my room or wherever in my house and just imagine a million (laughs) bucks landing at the door and then somebody knocks on the door and there's a million bucks. Yeah. No, that is not (laughs) how this is in our examples, in our experiences and what, even though I haven't studied this officially, but as we as we know, if it's applied to sports psychology, if it's applied to so many other industries, then there must be something that backs this up as it works. It, and But it's not that as simple as I'm just going to – it's not like I'm going to wish for something to happen and then it happens. Mm-hmm. 
it's that visualization, the belief that it will happen. And then it's the fact that you take steps and actions towards Action. it yeah. because you've seen something that you want and you've, you have a purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you almost start to see like versus just saying, I want to take a trip to Europe when you visualize that and everything that goes into it, you almost build your plan for it. You recognize what it's going to take to get there. Right. And, you know, like we already said, when you see the vision and, and you know what that is and you can feel that, that gives you the why. Why am I going to do all of this? Well, I'm going to do it all because I can see myself at Trevi <laughs> Fountain and I am throwing a coin in there. <laughs> and I've got a gelato in my other hand. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, what a great topic. I loved this chat. Me too. Me too. I, it, I feel like I came so full circle from it not being am I just daydreaming or wishing for something to happen to a very consciously clear process of the med? And I learned this through the meditation of it is, it needs to be quite conscious the way you think about the situation and all those details mm-hmm. for it to work. It's magic. I don't want to say work. It's magic. I know what you mean. We know what you mean, right? <laughs> right. right listeners. <laughs> Magic makes us sound very weird. <laughs> oh, but yeah, but yes, yeah. everybody knows exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. All right, friends. Well, as we close out today's chat on visioning, we hope that you've picked up a thing or two you can carry with you today and moving forward to give you that extra boost of confidence and support when you need it most. And dear friends, if you enjoyed this conversation and have a friend in mind who also might find this conversation helpful, share it with them. Send them to canrelatepodcast.com or have them search Nicole and Kate Can Relate on their favorite podcast app. Until next time.